The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. UFC knows exactly who I want. They're not going to give it to me. I'm just going to keep taking down every girl in the top five until they give it to me. Caitlin Chukagian, ladies and gentlemen. I was in the nosebleeds, and now I made his nosebleed. They said I don't have no knockout power. <laughs> Your new undisputed middleweight champion, Israel Adesanya. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Hello, Matt, Matt is here. I'm here. We have a busy show. Uh, we have a style bender, Israel Adesanya calling in. Or well, the last style bender, if you want to be, you know, specific. Official. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Caitlin Chukagan and also Alex Ponovich. Uh, Jimmy, I was at the fights. I was MSG. very jealous. I was out of town and I was watching. Man, oh my god! I have the first question I have to ask you. Yes, Jimmy. Did you meet Trump? No, I did not meet Trump. Why? I was. Okay, he was across from me. I had some pretty good seats, though. Oh, you weren't in that little... That, was there, I bet that section was probably a lot of Secret Service. Oh, boy, yes, there was a lot of Secret Service. Was he just sitting in a regular seat, though, with yeah. nothing over him protecting him? And No, uh, I mean, they, but they were all over. The, you definitely seen those Secret Service. But all you didn't over. go back and say hello? No, I had... Listen. Were there very limited passes yeah. and badges? Well, I didn't even try to get backstage. Do you want to hear... What do you want to hear? You want to hear about That's my diet? the backstage story where they told you you couldn't. Well, I didn't go backstage. Did you try? No, but I can explain why. Why, why are you in such a rush? I'm dying to know. Happy to see you, Jimmy. I'm happy to see you too. I, like I saw I your photos. Seen, I had such a good time at the fights. Let me let, let me tell you. Are we, what time is uh, the first? Uh, in a few. How supposed soon? to call in a few. All right, they're getting them now. So why should I even start a story? Because you never know. There's always problems. There you go. So I'll start. So anyway, I had to take my kid to a, uh, my oldest to a, um, on Saturday to a uh, birthday party. Okay. At a bounce place. Like a, I think it's called Bouncy bounce. cancels type things. It's like a bunch of trampolines. Sure. And they can play dodgeball on them and play basketball on yeah. them and just jump up and down, jump into a bunch of foamy things. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was out in Syosset. So anyway, I take my kid there and I get back around like six. This is why I get into the city. I, I caught it. This, I caught an 830 train with my wife. I took my wife in, you know. And it worked out fucking great because I got in, I got to, I was a little nervous because with all the security and stuff, usually I go in like, like a fighter's entrance or something, you know? So I'm just like, you know what? It might just be a circus here with the president there. Oh, you knew he was going to be there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wasn't it common? Wasn't it common? I didn't know until I saw Chuck Zito, uh, his, I, I didn't, they didn't show it a lot on the screen. Uh, while I was watching, they did not show no, it a lot. They didn't, you know how usually they'll go to the person. Yeah. I didn't even see him in the background. Yeah, he was there. I don't know if that was on purpose. Um, I don't know. 
So, but it was great. So we got went to Will Call. I, I, I bullshitted with some uh, some of the police there. They were fans and they were nice. And so then me and my wife got to our seats with um, limited problems. Like you know, not problems. I love the people, but like you know, sometimes it could be not to be that guy. But it's if it's at a fight and people know me, it could be you know you have to take a picture or two, which was great. Sure. But you know, I I wanted to see the fights too. So we got there. We you know. Shook some hands, kissed some babies, that type of thing. I got to my seats. I got into the arena exactly when um, Corey was doing going yes doing work on Johnny Walker. It was fu- it was awesome. I was watching that. I don't know what round it was or anything until I, you know, I seen it since. I didn't know it was the first, first round. round. I yeah. just walked in on that. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Uh, I was happy for him because he was just on last week. You know, I, w- I was very happy. Uh, Corey Anderson's a nice guy. Oh, he's a and beast. Everybody. Kind of had it almost as a predetermined outcome yeah. that Johnny Walker was well, going to beat him. And I gotta tell you, I didn't think so. Johnny Walker was, I mean, he comes in, he comes in kind of cocky. Uh, you know, again, so does you know Israel, and he he's very effective. But he also uh, was doing like a little bit of showboating in the cage. He hurt himself last time by doing that like uh, that flip after the he worm. won. He did the this worm is the second time. Doing something that was not necessary. When was this? I uh, he was. I think he was showboating a little bit in this fight. Be- before, a bit. Oh, well, yeah, really? yeah. Like he's kind of like shit. That's why Corey yeah. Anderson was kind of mocking him. Corey was awesome after he beat Co- him. I think he Corey was pissed. Was on he was on point. He was great. Uh, and I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was phenomenal. I did okay? too. I was very happy. So for him. when I ended up getting to my seats, right, I, I got second row. It was great. <clears throat> I was with, and it just happened that right behind me. Is raging ally of Quinter okay. and, uh, and Ray Longo was his was his plus one. Ray, Ray didn't get those seats. No, it was Al, ally, got, Al got those seats. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. Why do you why do you don't attack the guy? I'm not. I love Ray Longo, but okay. I'm just saying honestly, okay. they're going to give the fighter the seat. I, I set you up. I attacked. Sure. Him. So anyway, so, so you said so obviously they, Ray Longo they, didn't get them, and I agreed with you, and you accused me of attacking. Him. I love it. I love it. So anyway, so and Steve-O didn't know who he was, but that has nothing to do with anything. But listen, so so they were right behind me. To the left of me, I got Frank Yeager. To the right of me, I got uh, Usman and uh, Ali oh. and um, I, I, Israel Adesanya. I saw him. I said hello. The champion, you know, it's, it was such a good time, man. Aljo Sterling, of course. Was there rumors, by the way, that this Usman... Colby Covington fight was going to be on this card, or was that never a possibility? No clue. It was, but I know they're fighting. I know they're fighting. Do we have him? Yeah. Oh, where is he? Oh, let's talk to Israel, man. Yeah, I know. We're all yapping. What we got the, great, uh, we had a the good champ time. waiting. I mean, tell you. We are dopes. It was a good time the other night. Over there. Oh, you're just calling him. Oh, you made it seem like you had him. He did. Well, it sounds like he's picked up the phone. I don't see him yet. We don't uh, see him, but I see here. something. There he is. The champion. Now you see me. Now you see me. Yes, Israel. <laughs> Good. How are you doing? <laughs> What's up, bro? What's up, Jim? What's up, Matt? Hey, buddy. Good seeing you the other night, man. How how great was that card, and how electric was it in there at MSG? Wasn't that fucking phenomenal? Man, MSG is a, is a place that's it's got some... I think the walls, the walls hold some kind of, some kind of juju, some kind of mana. Because whenever you're there, the vibe is different it was in amazing. any arena, and it's a different kind of vibe because it's like the world's most famous arena. And because of the people that have been there in entertainment and sports, it's yeah, it's electric. Congratulations, by the way. I don't think we've talked to Israel since he won. I think the yeah. last time we talked to you was before the fight. So congratulations. Um, you know, Whitaker. Cool, I, you, I saw you. you beating Whitaker, but I, I didn't see him going down like that. I mean, uh, why do you think people underestimate your power? Because you've said that that kind of annoys you. Um, 
I don't think it annoys me. I just think, like, especially from not just casuals, but from people who are supposed to be expert in this game. And when they say, you know, Israel doesn't really have one-shot knockout power, I'm like, have you done your homework? <laughs> have you seen me dead in a heavyweight and kickboxing with one shot? You know? Um, so, yeah, people, people are stupid sometimes, so I just have to make them look stupider. How much does things change for you when you win? Everybody says it's harder to defend, and obviously you haven't defended yet, but does your mentality change at all once, you, once you've achieved what defended. you wanted to? I have, I have defended. That's the thing. I need to make this clear. I, that was my first title defense, and I could tell by the feeling because Atlanta felt like I won the belt. That, I was waiting for some kind of magic feeling like, oh, he's not the interim title. That felt like my first title defense, okay. and guess what? If he had beat me, if he had beat me, that would have been a ruby. That would have been a ruby on his belt. So get me my ruby because for me that was my first title defense and now I'm the double interim champ. I defended my interim belt. Okay, uh, so you kind of looked at it like it was uh, you had already achieved. You looked at it before that when you won the interim belt that you had already achieved that. So this was in your mind a defense. Like he was the interim champion and somehow because GSP vacated, they 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 promoted him. So and he never actually defended the belt anyway or fought for the belt. So that was a fight for the belt. The real belt. So, yeah, for me, I felt like I was defending my belt. That's how I felt because I've been the one who was active. Let let me ask you, the fight with uh, Paulo Costa and Yoel Romero was a battle. Everybody Mm. was saying what I mean, it was a great fight. Yeah. You're looking at that. You're looking at that fight being the expert, you know, martial artist and striker you are. Are you looking at that differently? Like everybody's like, oh, my God, this is phenomenal. Are you looking at that like not that it's amateur hour, but man, I'm on a different level than that. Um, I'm looking at that and thinking, man, someone put, needs to put some more gas in the tank, you know, because uh, after the first round, they both slowed down heavily. You know, having all that muscle, you got to feel it. And yeah, it costs a lot. So they don't have enough money for the gas to go two rounds, let alone five, if it has to go five. But like I said, you don't really need five rounds. If you know what you're doing, you can do it in two. You know what I love? I love that you pointed out, uh, you, you got the thing going on with Paulo Costa, and you pointed out that a lot of people are looking at him, and he looks like a, it might be before your time, if you know what He-Man is, like one of those He-Man action yeah, figures. I know He-Man. You know He-Man? I, I have the power. Yeah, fuck yeah. I have the power. <laughs> you do have the power. So he looks like a, a big, like, like what people envision the ultimate like type warrior fighter yeah, like an action be. figure and you know israel he doesn't look weak by any by any means but he's he's more slender and athletic and, and, and what is it do you want to like almost just take away that rumor that the bigger muscles are the is automatically the better fighter type of shit am i making sense yes <laughs> yeah, yeah that's why i alluded to i don't think it'll ever take it away but i was just saying like a lot of these casuals or experts who think they're experts who are just casuals in their head they think Oh, big muscle, big muscle men win because he get power. I'm like, man, <laughs> you guys are stuck in 1985. Get updated, understand what's actually happening with this game. So, yeah, that's why I called out Costa because he's also the next title contender, I think. But now suddenly his bicep popped or some shit. Oh, he got popped, <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out, allegedly. Um, but... Yeah, now the next muscly guy in the division is um, Joel Romero because, you know, he's the boogeyman. He's the guy that wants to fight, so I want to fight him. Even though he's coming off a three-fight losing streak, you know, he's lost three out of his last four. Yeah. And, I mean, he, I, he, I wouldn't say he deserves it, but I'm a charitable guy, so, 
yeah, I'll give him this one for free. He's lost the decisions. Or, or at least Yoel has shown that he can go five, um, and he can fight well through five. Whereas Costa, I don't think he's ever gotten that far in a fight. So I was impressed that his guess, at least, at least he made it through the third and and, and won. What about Jared Cannonier? Uh He's a guy on a three fight win streak who has looked phenomenal. If Yoel is not available for any reason, is Cannonier a possibility? Hundred percent, he is. He's, um, and I saw him at the fights in the weekend. He's a nice guy. He's cool. You know, um, we don't, I don't have any beef towards him. He doesn't have any beef towards me. But, you know, this is the game we play. I said to him, I look forward to, to, to when we face each other. He said, likewise. And I can respect that because for me, he's the dark horse of the division. He's, apart from myself, he's the second best in the division. He's going to be the hardest fight. So everyone that's saying, oh, Yoel's the one, you know, or they were saying Robert's the one, or they were saying Kelvin's the one, uh, I'm telling you, none of those guys were the one. Can you- the one that, um, could cause some problems with Kalanir. Why do you see him as being, being the toughest? With that. Yeah, I, I like to hear that. Why do Why do you see him as being the toughest? I have my reasons. I can't disclose that yet. Oh, because that would give something he's away. He's the guy that he's 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 the guy that um. Let's say his 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 uh re rebranding of himself and his style. You know, yeah. dropping down how many weight classes and just his style in general. He's he's rebranding himself very well. Um. Yeah, well, he he's a, he's a, he's going to be a hard fight, but I want to make it look easy when it, when the time comes. Just right now, I don't want to give him that fight yet because he's he needs one more. He needs one more to really put him over the line. His last two two fights have been great, but he needs one more to put him over the line, like to so his stock can rise in a way. Because there's a Paula Costa fight, his stock was already up. That fight was set. I didn't have to do anything. I could just let him speak broken English to me, and, and I could just <laughs> trash talk him on the mic, and then embarrass him in the night. So. You know, that would have been beautiful. But unfortunately, he, he fucked up and did, what, and did what he did. So, yeah, it is what it is. Is there any time uh, kind of window on how long he'll be out? with Because with he just had February. it in October. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They said eight months to ten months. Oh. But I'm not waiting that long. I've been, I've been shadow boxing. Even being at the fights this weekend, I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to cut some of my trips short because I feel like, you know, I've been away from the gym. Like, my people too long. I want to get back to the gym. I want to get some work done. I feel a little bit FOMO because everyone's having fun. Um, well, yeah, maybe uh, then you and Yoel is a great matchup uh, if Cannonier has to wait. Or maybe uh, even though Gastelum just fight, maybe that's Cannonier's next fight. Uh, and the winner of that gets nah, a I shot. No, I say Gastelum and Robert should fight. Gastelum and Robert should fight because they, they owe the, the people that fight. The countdowns were already done. You know, the fight was already set in stone. And on a day, what happened happened at 2 three, four. So that's the next fight to make for Gaston and Robert. That actually makes a lot yeah, of it sense. Does. And what would you think of? Uh, I was impressed, especially coming to fight um, a tough guy like Kelvin Gaston. What yeah. did you think of Darren Till? I was impressed as well. Um, obviously, you know he he saw the fight with me and Gaston. He they would have studied that fight and saw uh, saw what Gaston did to close the distance, which. Um, Till did earlier on. I started doing it in the third round, but Till did it earlier on because obviously they watched the footage and yeah. they took care of it. But um, yeah, uh, I was impressed with his uh, his ability to bob under the hooks and then close the distance, just nullify him, clinch him, stop him from throwing any strikes, and his elbows from 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 inside. He's got really nice elbows from close range. Um, yeah, I was impressed. You know, the casuals didn't like it because you know oh, just bleed, knock him out. Yeah, but I was impressed. <laughs> 
What do you think of the ju- you know because uh, what what do you think of the judging in the uh, in in the till fight uh, you know twenty nine twenty eight thirty twenty seven is fine but then someone goes uh, you know twenty seven thirty and gives it to Gastelum uh, they saw all three rounds going to Gastelum and, and it's like how do the judges look at these fights where they can see it so opposite if they're supposed to be judged at the same moments? Some people should stop doing crack. <laughs> Did that worry you as a fighter though? Where you see that no matter what you do, someone could see it totally the opposite way. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what fight are they watching if they, if they give it to Gaslam, even as an objective viewer? Uh, yeah, they, they need to do their homework properly and, you know, stay off the crash. What was the car you bought? Because I've been, I've been following you, and uh, that car you bought is pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank you. That's a McLaren. Uh, it's a New Zealand invented car. But um, the guy... Uh, the guy that made it, uh, he's from New Zealand. It's a, it's a beautiful car. And as a kid, I've always wanted a Lamborghini, a black, matte black Aventador. That was the one I've always wanted and I've envisioned. So when I drove, I, t- I test drove both of them on the same day. And the feel of the Lambo just didn't feel right. My head was hitting the roof as well. So if I if I kept on driving it like this, <laughs> it would have fucked my neck up in the long run. So the only client I could sit down, I could put the top down. I could even like with the top up, I can like have my head high. And it won't touch the roof, so and it just it just felt better. It feels like it's it's it wants to fly. That's what it feels like. It feels like it wants to fly. He's living, he's living the champion life. Yeah, that's a, that's a great car to buy. I mean, I'm more conservative. I would have bought something yeah. like a, a Range Rover, you know, ah, gentleman's car, Titanic. I'm happy with my Tahoe. A little some flex. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I still even for me, I, I still got my um my everyday rider, but I haven't really driven it as, as much as I should have because I got I got to flex this one a little bit more than when I get sick of it. I might just use it as my weekend car. What do you want right now? You want a bus right now? Yeah, I'm on the way to ESPN in um, Connecticut. So, yeah, you know, I'm working, man. It's, it's media day. I'm, I'm on the clock. Oh, you no, I even brought my pillow so I can uh, take a nap. <laughs> I know. Wait, you're out of New York already. Right? Are you not? Are you, you're not still here, are you? Nah, I'm in New York. I'm in New York. I'm, I'm somewhere in the city, but we're going to Connecticut to do some shit with ESPN uh, and Ariel. I'm, on, I'm in studio today, so, you know. I'm working over here. Well, if you're here Wednesday, I mean, I know you're just on the show, but if you, well, you should come in studio if you happen to be in town in the next few days. I'm going to the West Coast. I'm going to the West Coast because I have some work to do over there as well. Rain next check. time when I'm in New York, yeah. Now when I'm in New York next time, just invite me over. I'll pop through. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we'd love to have you in, man. And you enjoyed the city? Is this your first time in New York or no? Nah, it's like my fourth time now. Ah, fourth okay. or fifth time, man. Every time, there's always something different. Some, some, there's always a story to take back home. Amen. Every single time. So New York, <laughs> New York is the place to be. Listen, don't be leaving here with this accent. Whatever you do, don't leave with my kind no, of never. accent. <laughs> don't fucking leave I with. Take something. The new one is yard. Is, is it yard or herd? I'm taking that back to New Zealand. <laughs> What's that? Herd. I just, I just yell that everywhere now. Herd. I don't know. Yeah, you heard. It's, it's a New York thing. Oh, you heard. Yeah, yeah you heard. heard. You heard. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> he did <laughs> here. <laughs> Any before you go, we're letting you go. I know you're working. Any new anime I should check out? Anything new in that Any world? New anime. Um, I'd say the one that everyone's hyping up is um, uh, no Hunter. What's the name? Uh, Demon Slayer. I've watched the first episode. It's oh. dope. Um, Demon I'm about Slayer. To do something I already have my yeah. Demon Slayer. I've watched the first episode. I, I mean. I like the premise, so I'm gonna watch the second and third and fourth and fifth to like you know and see what what else happens. But it's on Netflix. Yeah, Demon Slayer, I'd say. 
Oh, this is, I oh need, no. I need to know if it's on Netflix. This is like a dry. This, will be a, this will be a cliffhanger. Fuck. Uh, now, we lost you on the last know, statement. I'd have to illegally stream them. All right. I said you... I'm, I'm about to re. Go ahead. Say it again. No, no, I lost you. Is it on Netflix, that show, or no? No, no I don't think it's on Netflix. I think you have to find it online or it's on Crunchyroll or I'm one gonna... of the other streaming anime uh, apps or sites. I'm going to find that shit. Well, congratulations, man, yeah. on uh, on unifying and solidifying. We're very, very happy for you, and I uh, look forward to your next fight a lot, and uh, hopefully see you soon. Thanks, champ. Cool. Thanks, uh, you guys. I appreciate that. Okay, Israel. Thanks, Take care, man. Take, Take care, bro. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Nah, man. Yeah, I was right behind him. He was off. He was right in front of me. I should say. Oh, he uh, was to the right the other day. It's always good to see him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, man. He's a. He's he's what it's what, what you know what they say like when you're living your best life. Yeah, that's what yeah. He's, that's what he's doing. I don't know. He's ch- picking between a Lamborg- Lamborg- Lamborghini, Lamborghini and a, what was it, McC- and car that you got. I never up. heard of McLaren. I don't know either, man. McLaren. I've it's, it's never heard the, of this. It's got the Back to the Future fucking doors. Yeah. I wonder you what know? the price difference is. I should have asked that. Yeah, I'm sure listen. they're both pricey. Twelve hundred a month, dude. I'm happy with my Tahoe. So anyway, so dude, what a good time, Darren Till. Let me tell you what else I'm imp- impressed with, Darren yes. Till. By the way, I reached out to him. I hit him up with the old. I I I hit him up on the. I gave him a DM. What? I got into his DMs. Yeah, you slid, I slid you into, into his DMs. DMs. <laughs> and I said, you know, yada, yada. I was impressed with his honesty because I heard him after the fight. And let me tell you something. In the post-fight interview, he was saying how he was thinking about faking an injury. That's how bad he didn't want to go out there. And he goes, a lot of fighters aren't going to talk about this if they say they're not nervous. And it was so honest. Was he nervous because it was the garden or because it was Gastelum or his first he melee was just, fight? No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was had anything to do with, with uh, Kelvin. I think it was just... You know, he said before his fight, that's why he's coming on. Because after I hit him up, oh, good. Before his fight, he said, uh, before his fight with um, Woodley, he said he felt indestructible. And then I don't know if he had doubts. And then he had to get his confidence back. And that's why he felt like he didn't want to be there. Right. It was very honest. I can't wait. He's going to come on. He said to hit him up anytime. He, uh, he got back to me on air. And, he, um, and it was a, a pleasant exchange. And he just says yeah. that he would love to, he says, hit him up anytime. So I told these guys to reach out to him. Hopefully, 
We'll get him if not next show, the show next week. Or something. I don't see how that was a split decision. I'm not. I think Calvin fought oh, well, no. but the fact that someone went thirty twenty. Rogan, I think, was talking about the the judging and how their name should be attached to the scores they give. And I a hundred percent agree. There's no reason they shouldn't have their names attached to the score. They're making decisions on these guys' lives. And if you saw that thirty twenty seven Gastelum, I, I don't kind of weird, huh? Yeah, twenty nine twenty eight again. You know, one guy sees one round one way. Yeah, but how you you're judging different things. Than, than, than the other two judges are. Uh, I don't know what the hell they were watching. Now, I thought it was, I mean, listen, first of all, I love the song. Oh, we were singing. What song? Sweet Cow. Oh, that he walks out to, yeah. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, so much fun, Jimmy. We were all singing. Me, Al Joe, Raging Al. I don't know what the fuck Longo was doing. He was singing. I don't think Longo was singing. How strong did Till look? He was being a stick in the mud. He looked like a fucking no, he was. beast in middleweight. He looked Longo great. had a good time. We'll get back to him in a second. But Longo had a good time. But I don't think he was singing. But, yes, he did look like a fucking beast. And the fact that he went in there with some doubts and with some... Like, he wasn't... I mean, and then he went and he put on that performance. I think that's great. Dude, you gotta understand. He was coming off two loss, uh, two losses, possible three with that whole Wonderboy thing. Was yeah, close. Wonderboy, I thought one. So, you know... And then he got stopped by Jorge. He got stopped by uh, the, the, uh, the champ at the time, Tyron Woodley. So to take a fight like Kelvin Gastelum, who just went five hard rounds yeah. with uh, Israel Adesanya, to take that fight as your welcoming fight to middleweight, it's just beyond balls. It's, yeah. And it's actually, it, it was, it's crazy. And it's great the way he performed. And uh, I like that. He, he just breathed, uh, it's like a big... Um, it's like a new start for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He might be one of those guys where, okay, he had he did well in this one weight class, but now that he doesn't have to cut that weight and get exhausted, we might be seeing a whole like new rebirth of Darren Till, man. And we should quickly say, um, Derek Lewis, uh, Ivanov has a chin. I mean, I, but Joe kept saying, and again, a smart point that Lewis is all the, all of the offense is coming from the right side. But I was very impressed with how he was able to to get up off the floor. I was just thinking about that. I was watching it, you know, and I'm watching it. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ivanov was yeah. uh, cross-eyed on him looking for an Americana. See, when the, when he's looking for a shoulder lock, if the palm is up, it's a key lock or also known as an Americana. If the palm down, it's a Kimura, okay? Right. And you know I love Kimura. You certainly do. I, I sure do. Your name's not the Americana uh, Savage. It's not. Jimmy, I'm glad right. you point that out. Yeah. So, you know, listen, if you're a bigger guy, I can see why he's going for that because he probably gets that a lot in practice, even off because he's a, for a bigger guy, you can get away with it. But when you're going with another big guy, it's hard to control somebody. It could lead to mount because his mount was wide open. But uh, I'm, he's the king and he's done this in every fight. So when he's doing it, my wife, I'm with my wife, she's like, oh no, this looks. Oh, oh, no, no, it looks bad. I go, he's going to explode in two seconds. Yeah. And as I said that, boom, like a, like a big hippo. He's just like in the water, just rolling around. And it's hard to control the guy. Yeah. So he just gets out and he gets up. But he, I think he's just conserving energy and just waiting, waiting. Okay, you're fucking with my arm. All right, you hit me a little bit. Uh, I'm going to wait a little bit more. Now I'm going to explode. And then he just puts that foot on the gas, explodes. He starts throwing bombs. 
And then he goes back into possum mode again. Like he's, he's, it's, it's like Romero in a way where it just seems like you can almost see when they put it in, uh, yeah. in energy save mode Man, to keep himself from, yeah. from burning out. Um, but again, yeah, we, we got Caitlin Chicago on the phone. We do, uh, I do oh, she kind did of great the other night. Yeah, she was, she looked really good. And she's that was such one. a one sided fight, I felt. Uh, yeah. Yay. Hello, Caitlin. What's going on? Yes. How are you? Blonde fighter. Good. What's going on? Congrats, yes. buddy. Congrats. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hit the fucking applause button. That's what I did. I don't know if she could hear she it. She can't hear it, and the light just went the out. The lights just went out. Okay. Listen, great job the other night, yeah. buddy. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate it. MSG. Now, you know what? I should really have done my research first. I'm going to. Have you fought at MSG before? Yeah, Last I did. Year. I fought on the first card. Can I tell um, you I'm an asshole? I've asked. Listen. I, Derek Lewis, we had on last week. He asked Derek Lewis if he was a fighter. No, fucking no. <laughs> I asked Derek Lewis, like, oh, is this your first time uh, at MSG? I go with the history. And, and not only did he remind me that he fought there again, he reminded me that I interviewed him right before he fought there yeah. again. And then I asked, I asked Stephen Wonderboy Thompson if he, I'm like, oh, it's your MSG. And, oh. and he brought up that he fought there. So I'm yeah. like, Sure. Listen, I, let's start the interview right now. Yes. Let's just pretend I didn't say all that. Yeah. Blonde fighter, great fight the other, <laughs> great fight the other night. Yeah. <laughs> so unprofessional. How did it yeah. feel um, fighting in Madison Square Garden for the first time? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. How did it feel? <laughs> did, did you have, after the first time, uh, you, you lost your first time there, did it feel like uh, there was an additional pressure here because it's your home? Um, Not really. I'm not like super like, superstitious like you know because when i fought there the first time that was my first loss and i was like you know people are like oh do you feel like you need to get redemption at msg i'm like well i mean i just want to win i don't really care about like where it is but um but it was funny when we walked into the locker room at the arena i was like damn they're gonna put me in the same exact locker room as i was the last time like it was the same exact room and everything but um but yeah it, no it worked out good i was happy to get the win there the, the fight was was awesome. It was it was one side. It was one sided. Now you know what I'm going to point out. Know what I like? I like not that I like, but when you got taken down, fucking Ashigarami threatening the leg, and I know Danaher, who doesn't show a lot of emotion, probably did a little yippee or something. I mean, that was awesome. You were on that leg in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, um, you know. I'm like getting used to it. I train at uh, Henzo's, you know, all the time, but uh, usually I'm the one that's getting Ashid all the time. Yes. So it was nice to be on the other end of it for for once. But um, you know, we drilled that like from different positions. If I'm on bottom half bar, just getting the butterfly hook in and pushing Ashid either to go for the leg lock or usually. You know, usually in MMA situations, it's just a scramble to get up. So it was like exactly like how we drilled it. And I like went for it and I was like, wait, this is so much easier than like with the dudes, you know, like if I would have had a little bit more time, I would have liked to see how it went. But, uh, Me too. but yeah, it, it was fun. And you admitted that leading up to this fight, you, you Shevchenko was on your mind a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's up. She's been on my mind, you know, since the flyweight division opened. Uh, and then it was a little extra extra motivation the last couple of weeks because she's been at at uh at henzo's like every morning because she's uh training with Halle berry for a movie so like i walk in the gym i'm like really she's gotta be here <laughs> in my gym like are you kidding me girl get out of here do you talk to <laughs> but, her at all uh, huh uh yeah actually like we kind of were at different times and then the, um it was funny the one day i walked into the locker room there was just 
it was just me and her. She like just got out of the shower. She's like standing there. She's like, uh, what a great time to meet each other. And it was like <laughs> just me and her in the locker room. But uh, but yeah, no, she was cool about it. It was uh, you know. That's just how it is. Hey, that might be, you know, you don't know if that's a good or bad sign because I believe Halle Berry was with Cyborg when she was fighting uh, Amanda. Am I incorrect at that? There was a celebrity there who was there to uh, see her. And I want to say it was Halle Berry. There was someone there to see her. Um, and then she got floored in the first round. So she might be a bad omen if it was her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. I like that. Can't believe in all that superstitious bullshit. Yeah. I don't believe in any of it. But some she fighters are superstitious, though. Some are like baseball players. A lot of athletes are superstitious. They put her in the same locker room. She didn't give a shit. She noticed yeah, it, though. Yeah. She did notice it. Oh, she handled no, it. No, it's funny. I did notice it. And I was like, whatever. I don't oh, care. you didn't like, care. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because superstition seems like a way to let yourself down. Because whenever guys are superstitious, it's like sooner or later, it's not going to work. Then what? Yeah, exactly. I remember like I the only like superstitious thing I ever did was like when I first started, I whatever, like I painted my nails a certain color. So then all my fights, I did that. And then like when I had my first loss, I was like, thank God, I'm sick of this fucking nail color. <laughs> so now I'm like, now I have nothing routine besides that was the only routine thing I had. So now that's off the window. You know, when I get on a plane, I do this. I tap twice on the on the on the fuselage as I'm walking through the door with my middle right knuckle. I just tap on the pl I don't know why I do it but then I have to like hold my luggage and I have to pretend I'm bumping into it because it's embarrassing and then I saw a guy in front of me doing it once tapping on the plane we all have little weird rituals and now that's your shot what's that <laughs> that's your shot that is fucking weird hey listen no, at, least like, on, at least I don't do it on the cockpit door halfway through the flight <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't judge you anyway Jimmy now how soon you look healthy is there anything wrong with you uh, no, I mean, uh, I'm just like a little sore, but uh, mm. nothing like I just feel like I lifted or something like I have like no This is like one of my first fights where I have like no injuries Now how soon do you want to get back in there? You want to take a little time off? You want to chill a little bit enjoy the holidays or? Yeah, I mean if it's for the title shot you, you just take it whenever she uh, I know Valentina fights pretty often So I kind of had it in my head going into this camp like you know It might be a quick turnaround and I don't the position I'm in I don't have any leverage So mm. if they offer me the title shot, you know next week. I'll have to take it so Like I kind of had it in my head, but I mean, you know, we'll see I don't even know they haven't even told me I'm getting the title shot. So, you know, we'll, we'll see Oh, you but, uh, yeah. I, good yeah. No, I'm expecting to like, you know, to be soon, but there's a lot of cards already lined up. So, you know, maybe in the beginning of the year, I know she yeah. fought like as a champion, like three times last year. So maybe I'm thinking maybe they'll like wait and sit her for a little bit, but they'll probably just use us to fill up a card when they need us. Now in your, in your post fight speech, you like, you basically said you, you know, basically that you, they, they know who you want, which is the champ, but you'll just, if not, you'll just take out the top five. It doesn't matter. Is it an urgency to get it? To get that title shot right away, or is it just like, all right, if not, whenever you feel like giving it to me, I'll just beat whoever you put in front of me. Yeah, the, my not this fight, the fight before, I was like, all right, I'm, I won. They said if I win, I'm getting the title shot, and then you know things fell through. They you know they offered me the title, and it was like the day before my wedding, so I on like five weeks notice, so I couldn't take it, and then they made me take uh you know take this fight because when they offered it to me, I was like, well, can I wait for Valentina? They're like, no. I was like, uh, okay, like, I guess I'll take it then. Um, you know, but I was like, when that happened, I was super bummed out. I was like, oh my God, that sucks. Like I had the title shot and I should have got it. And then like, you know, after like 
like an hour of like being upset about it. I was like, whatever. If I can't beat like Jennifer Maya, then I can't beat Valentina. You know. When, so when you were getting married, were you annoyed? Like as you're getting married, you're like, I should be fighting for the title. What am I doing? No, I mean, I was like when I first had to say no, but when I said no, I, you know, I was happy with my, with my decision. I've like, I've been doing competing in martial arts my whole life. I've always missed like, you know, miss holidays, life events and stuff like that. So I, I wanted that that day to, for myself. And I also felt like I'm in a position where I earned, you know, I earned my shot to have a full camp for the title. Right. So, so you're married now. You're a newlywed. Yes. How is that fun? It's good. Ah. It's good. I have great health insurance. Now, now, wait a minute. So is this uh, your fight name or do you have a different name now? Well, I haven't. I'm going I'm going to change my name. I just haven't. Like I got married on a weekend and then that following Monday I started camp. So I'm not really good. I didn't I wasn't looking forward to going to the DMV. So. Yeah. Why am <laughs> so I bringing this shit to- up? <laughs> <laughs> it's a normal question. Don't you newlywed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Where, where did you Where did you register? Where was all your gifts from? Matt's asking very strange questions. Did you get a crock pot? I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you oh, over the link so you guys can send me something. Hey, are, are you going to change your name or hyphenate? No, I'm. I'm going to change it, but for fighting, I'm just going to use my, you know, my my sure. regular last name. I met your husband before. Such a nice guy. What does he do? Yeah. He's, he's a wrestler. Oh, he's okay. a, what's his? Um, give me his first name again. Kyle. Kyle, of course. No, dude, he, he looks like a He-Man figure. Oh, he's yeah. all big. He's got the ears. Great wrestler. But he's not a UFC fighter. I'm not starting shit here. But th- this is a different time nowadays. Mage, you ever think about maybe him taking your name? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I kind of mentioned that. I didn't think it, it didn't really. It didn't go. Like a, a hot topic. It for didn't him. fly. Yeah, nah, he's alpha. He's out. He's an alpha dude. Well, yeah. is his last name shorter? Because your last name is long. What's his, what's his, uh, what's his last name? Seminara. Oh no, just as long as you yeah, you can't hyphenate, you'd run out of forget it. So you're actually taking yeah. a harder last name. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take it. So I like it. It's a cool name though. Yeah. You know? It's can't. not like she's become Mrs. Smith or some shit. No, but that'd be easier for autographs. It's true. I'm always thinking in the same uh, initial, so it's good. Well, all right, you're newlyweds. So. What are you guys watching on um Netflix now? Is there any series I should get into? Do you guys have like a show you watch? Um, or not even? I just watched uh, the last one. I just watched was The Handmaid's Tale. What is that? What is that? It's on Hulu. I don't know. Does he watch it with you? No, he 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 doesn't like watch TV at all. He just watches like Shark Tank reruns over and over again. <laughs> People get obsessed like, with that uh, show. When, when, when he he's like, you watch so many shows when I'm not around. I'm like, because I'm all we watch is Shark Tank, Shark Tank, and Chopped. But yeah. You ever see 90 Day Fiance? I'm obsessed with that show. My oh wife, my God. Shut up. My wife. You watch that? I'm you, obsessed with it. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah, I am too. I, I, I have to finish. By the time this airs, I would have seen it, but the final uh, tell all, it is awesome to watch. Like the four, four episode tell alls. Oh my God. I'm so obsessed with that show. Every time I say it to people, they're like, what's that? I'm like, it's on TLC. Do you Probably watch before watch the 90 Days though? There's 90 days. Yeah, I watch all of them. Yeah, before is the best one because there's such train wrecks. It's where the American goes to their country and before they're uh, here on their visa and they see uh, you can't stop watching it. It sounds crazy. Watch one and you're addicted. I think think I'm going to go out on a limb and say I can stop watching it. it, You get addicted to it. You can't help it. No, I like follow all of them on Instagram and stuff. My favorite is uh, the Brazilian girl and and Colt. (laughs) 
the guy. Uh, oh, Colty and like Larissa. Kind of, yeah. Colty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're my favorite. I love Colt's mother. She, you know what I mean? My son deserves better. You know, she's always upset. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I should have my wife here. She'd be right in here with you guys talking. Does she watch it? She watches that and she watches the little people. Yeah, I the see little that. little people show. Oh, Cut the shit, Jimmy. I didn't say a word. Cut the shit. Why are you looking at me like that when I tell you my wife watches the little people show? It's just not surprising. Why are you fucking looking at me like that? Embarrassing <laughs> me in front of uh, Caitlin. I just wasn't surprising. That's all. That's a good show, I'm sure. She like my wife hey, likes uh, the, my wife likes the little people shows. And yeah. Jimmy's Jimmy's saying no. Jim out. Huh? I don't mean to call Jim out, but he said like three years ago he was going to do a jujitsu class with me, and he's never done. You it. know, I've mentioned you so many times too. Yeah, um, but you never do it. No, you're right. I'm a bum, but I, I always I always cite my uh, my tiredness. Uh, but there's really no excuse. I've gotten uh, offers to go down to Henzo's. I've gotten offers. Yeah. Uh, to go to Jimmy Rivera reached out to me. I'm stupid. It's not gonna, yeah. Caitlin. It's not gonna happen. I, I don't agree. It's, I, 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 you I think I, so. I don't think it's gonna happen. I've been, okay. we've been doing the podcast. You said the first week of the podcast. I this know. is like the fucking eighth year we're doing this podcast. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. He said four years ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna do it. And then it just like ghosted me. And I would be a uh, why you were fighting. I don't want to bother you. And uh, I, I. Uh, I would be probably better if I if I had started then and was going a couple times a week. Dude, you would have got. You, like, you'd be like at least like two stripes by now. Well, let's not go crazy. It was two stripes. <laughs> I was a white say belt. Blue belt, and then I switched it to two stripes. I was. I thought she was going to say blue belt. I was going to go. Oh, yeah, easy, yeah, easy. I, I pulled the brakes on that one. Yeah, I was going for purple or brown. But if you guys want to undersell me, I mean, I'm very dedicated <laughs> when I start something. Listen, I. All right, we're going to let it go because I don't. I don't think you're doing it. So we're just wasting. I don't like people time. sweating on me. Well, I won't yeah. Can you ask yeah. that they don't do that? Yeah. What do you think? I think kickboxing for him. But that's not going to yeah. help him, though, because I'm not thinking, I don't think Jimmy's going to be able to crack too many eggs with the with the fucking yeah. old soup bones. Oh, you'd He's, be surprised. I'm, you- I'm not starting shit, man. I'm just saying <laughs> that I think he'd be better suited for jujitsu. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I just think jujitsu. Throw him in a gi. He'll be all right. If he's got to protect himself, <laughs> what if he's got to protect himself? I want to just hang out with you and Caitlin. Why don't I just do that? Because we might not always be there for you, Jimmy. Like, yeah. I tell, like I tell my kids, I might not always be there to protect you. That's why if I give you jujitsu, it'll be a. It's like a I'm always with you. Yeah. All right, good, all right. Now, Caitlin, just self defense. Yeah, she and knows. I guess on the subway or wherever somebody would t- uh, tussle with me, if it, as it were, uh, uh, the jujitsu is probably better because it's closed quarters than kickboxing. Exactly. And I, th- I think you'd be more dangerous it, with that kind of style than say. Dutch kickboxing. Then throwing my fists. <laughs> Either that or maybe Krav Maga. Have you poking people's eyes and shit. What's the one with the W that you used to do? Oh, Wing Chun. Yeah, I want to do oh. Wing Chun. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. it's fucking shit. Only Tony <laughs> Ferguson can make that shit work. Wing Chun? Yeah, he makes it look kind of cool. <laughs> he, he does. He's, he's got that wooden dummy and he does it in his fights, but he's probably the only guy that can make it out. Well, how, how often yeah. do you go? See, you're there. You're training for real fights, so I wouldn't want to in, 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 infringe on your, your real training time. So how often are you there? I'm at Enzo's like, you know, about four times a week, four or five times a week. How long do you train? Do you just do hour classes or do you do longer training sessions? Uh, it depends. I might spar there, do jujitsu. I'm, I'm there usually like every morning and afternoon. So there's literally no excuse. And I'm, yeah. I'm here twice a week with you. That's true. Just because you said me limping, does I do. I, I can still roll. You. You're not bothering me. I don't bother my friends. <laughs> so when you go over there, do you, are you still on Long Island? Yeah. Okay. So you just take the training every morning. Yeah. It's dedication. Well, I have she, no excuse. That's why she's the number one contender. Yeah.
Well, we'll figure it out. We let's will. Let, I don't know what Caitlin schedule. go. Yeah, it's good talking to you. Congratulations. <laughs> you look great. And uh, you, you got to be next in line for Valentina. And that's that's the fight I want to see. You got my vote. I want to yeah. see it. I'm, I got my vote, too. I'm down. I'm, I'm <laughs> like looking at my phone. I'm like, oh, when's Dana going to call me? I think he lost my number. I'm going to remind of this. <laughs> I am. Congratulations on getting married, too. Yes. Thank and, you so much. And tell Kyle I was just joking about the whole name thing. Whatever you guys are comfortable with. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Whatever, I just gotta actually do it. That's oh, the hard part. Yeah, no rush. Nobody wants to go to the fucking DMV. It's the, Trust I haven't me. changed my address. I moved four years ago. I've gotten two tickets. I'm like, fuck it. I'd rather pay the tickets than stand in that line. No one wants to go there. No one. No, it's awful. All right, Caitlin, yeah. congratulations on the win and uh, happy for you. And we look forward to seeing you fight for the belt. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, right, Caitlin. See you later. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. She's so sweet. Yeah, I want to see her get the shot. Um, what was I going to say? Let's talk a couple, more, a little bit more about the fights. Yes, please. I want to say, right. uh, by the way, uh, how about uh, Lyman Good uh, over Chance uh, recounted? It looked really great. Who? Lyman Good. I like Lyman Good. He looked great. You're saying Good looked great. You're saying Good looked fantastic. You're saying Good looked phenomenal. You're saying Good was better than Good. I'm done. Go ahead. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> so, let's give. Oh, but first of all, can I? Can I? First of all, congrats, Lyman. Good. Uh-huh. I like him. I'm happy for I am him. Too. Um, Do we I mention Kevin talk, Lee? I want to talk about Kevin Lee because I was so impressed with Kevin Lee. Because let's talk about this for a second, man. Uh, Gregor Gillespie. He's on. He was undefeated, yep. and nobody and wanted to fight. No one wants to fight that guy because no. he was just. He was like Khabib and everybody, just out grappling everybody. And before this fight, I'm like, all right, Kevin Lee would push. He has he's well rounded. He he's the well more well rounded guy, I'd say. But when push comes to shove, he goes back to his wrestling, and he and that's how he beats people. Didn't he have a nice reach advantage too, if I remember correctly? I, I want to say Kevin Lee had a was it six inches, seventy seven, seventy one, or something? I, I could be wrong. All I know is they were both landing, and Gregor was landing also. I was I was man. It was something else, but then when he hit him with that, was it right hand, then left high kick? It was so, it was, it was, there's a clip of uh, Megan O'Levy on uh, Instagram, on the ESPN Instagram or something. It was on a bunch of them, of her, Dominic Cruz, and whoever else watching. Oh, and Rogan. Was that, was that the, was that the cam that goes yeah, right well, in front I, of them? I, yeah. I saw just her and Dominic okay. Cruz. It might have been Rogan too, but she, when he, when, when you seen, like it was right in front of them, and you see her just, oh. <gasps> 
hold her face. You see her lip, her, her cheeks blow out. Like, like it was, it was just everybody's faces was just bang. It was a brutal knockout. It's amazing in this game. You see guys like Ben Askren, Gregor Gillespie, they two guys undefeated. Uh, then they get, they never even shown a sign of getting hurt really that bad. Getting then next thing you know, it's you're a highlight reel. Yeah. It's crazy. Even the undefeated. That's this game, man. It, it's can be it, anytime you walk in, you you know that's a possibility. And guys like Kevin Lee and Corey Anderson, both guys are expected to do it on the ground. So both guys uh, doing it uh, striking like that is kind of nice to see too. Corey, I, well, not to jump back and forth, but Corey just mixed it together beautifully because immediately. He made like he's going to try to implement his wrestling, which he got a hold of that single leg, put him up against the cage, and so that's what the fight he's expecting. And then when they get when there's some space made when he, when he made some space, Johnny Walker. Next thing you know, he's thinking he's going to shoot, and he starts laying those soup bones on him. It was just he just fought he fought just bro, he fought very smart yep. and uh, and very confident. You know what I mean. So I, I'm I'm excited to see what's next for Corey, but back to um Kevin Lee, what should what should be pointed out? And he mentioned this in his post fight speech, and he he say he gave some credit to Joe Rogan because Joe was very vocal about a guy like Kevin Lee, uh, maybe making a switch and getting into a camp with um oh. with a different. So he so he took advice. He goes, look, I took your advice to Joe. He goes, and I and, I, and he, now he got hooked up with Faraz Zahabi. Did I say his name right, Faraz Zahabi? And uh, and I love Faraz. Faraz is a he's a very he's a, he's a, a tactician. He's a, he's very did I say that right, tactician. I have to always ask you when I say. I know I'm, I I'm a high myself. school dropout man. I don't you probably went myself. farther in education than Listen, I did. He's a technician, but yeah. he's very smart. He's very calculated, so he puts together good strategies. You know, he's been he's been long. He's GSP's longtime uh, friend and coach. And uh, he puts together good game plans. And for a guy like Gregor, to fa facing that guy like that, you're going to need a good game plan. And right. man, did it just look like, it looks like it's the beginning of something something very good for Kevin Yeah, Lee. that was beautiful. Uh, because this is a beautiful. huge feather in his cap. It puts him right back into that fucking, into the mix, taking out an undefeated stud like Gregor Gillespie and doing it in that fashion. Yeah. Woo, it's fucking exciting, Jimmy. Yeah, it really was. Uh, I, I was happy to see it. And that whole division is so incredibly stacked. Um, oh, really quick. Uh, not really quick. It doesn't have to be that quick. But uh, Stephen Thompson, Wonderboy Thompson versus Vicente Luque. Yep. Luque was on a six-fight winning streak, and he looked like he, he just looked like the you know the next coming here. I mean, he was just just t taking people out. He's putting Mike Perry's nose on the other side of his face. He's uh, just I mean, he's just looking like a beast. And then you get Wonderboy coming off of uh, you know a couple of hard fights. I mean, the one when Anthony Pettis he got caught, sure. and uh, you know. He put on a show. He was, he was phenomenal, man. Not dropping him. There was a one. one there was a one sequence where, boom, he dropped him with a sidekick. He gets up. He makes. Then boom, he steps in with the. I think it was a right hand. He looked. He looked better than ever, and it was something to watch live. I'll tell you right now, Jimmy. It was something else. Just watching his different, just all the different techniques he was using was just something else. Uh you know he's got a unique style. He's got his hands low. He's bouncing, yeah. And he's just got such accuracy with his legs and his hands, and his timing, his his judgment of distance. 
it was something else. And his I cardio is incredible. I can't say nothing. I can't say enough about one. I, it was such a, it was such a great fight. He and by the way, he's lost a few fights. He's had uh, ever since that Woodley draw. But yeah. the guys he's beaten were uh, Luke and Jorge Masvidal. So it's like he's beating, you know, uh, but with unanimous decisions. He's, he's a beating. problem for and he's, yeah, he really he's is a problem for everybody. He's he's such a unique like fighter with that karate base and. Uh, I'll tell you. I mean, how many how many kickboxing matches do you have? Sixty. I mean, I the guys, something ridiculous. He was fifty-seven and zero. I mean, I could be incorrect, but I'm, so, I'm I mean, remembering. He just. Uh, I'm excited to see what next for him, and it was just such a display. And much credit to Vicente Luque, who's got a granite chin. Yep. He never said die. He always was going after him, hunting him, and I'm saying it was pretty one-sided fight, but he was in the fight. Just he yes. There's time. He, I was still nervous for one of the boy because there was times when Vicente's looking like he's man. How much more can he take? And also he comes in and lands a shot or two. And it's like holy fuck, he's still dangerous. So he was dangerous till the end. He was just a little out out outmatched. What's up? We're gonna try to get uh, Alex Pontevik. And what is Alex promoting? I like Alex a lot. What's he promoting? Huh? Jimmy! Uh, he's in the acclaimed indie feature Freaks out uh, September the 13th. Oh. It's already been out already. Oh, no. I want to see what's up. Uh, we're in November. Yeah, there, there he is. is. Hey, Alex. What's up, yeah, boy? <laughs> yeah, I love it. What's up, Alex, man? I missed you last time you were in studio, man. I know, I know, but uh, I can't stop listening to you, pricks. You guys are fucking it. on point. I love it. I love it. When are you going to be in New York again, man? I, I thought we were doing some jujitsu, me and you. Oh, I. I I've been telling my boys about it, and I, I, uh, I'm i hoping in the next month and a half or something, but I'm definitely coming to get you to choke me out. So, yeah, I, I would love it. 100%. We're going to have so much fun. I can't wait. You let me know. Yeah, man, for sure. And uh, I, I love the video of you uh, <laughs> singing at the, at the UFC. Oh, Sweet oh, Caroline. My, oh, my that, God. It's the best song ever. And, I, and you know, it, I was there with uh, Raging Ally Quinta, Aljo, my wife, Ray Longo. So we were all sitting together. And when that song comes on, and by the way, that was the co-main. So we're right. already we're feeling nice and loose. You right. know what I mean? So, oh, well, that's Sweet Caroline. That's a great come out song. You what know? a great entrance song. Ooh. Everyone's rammed up for it. I can't wait to talk about this card, man. There's so many little twists and turns about this card it's it was such an exciting one how what? incredible to D diaz after that first round for him to survive that first round I, I thought he was finished immediately but uh he is just incredibly tough and really just almost impossible to put away he's just so relaxed in there it's like he, he's like a gumby it's just so relaxed I'm, i i even question if he was high or not just of how chill he was <laughs> it's funny like even when he's smart to go to his back at times. It's not like he butt flops, but if he felt a little something, he'll defend himself yeah. on his back. Yeah. He's got the leg work. He knows when to put the hands up. Anybody else is not making it out of that first round. Uh, you not, know not only that, that as he was going down, he got that head kick, and that would put most people out because of the velocity of him going down and the kick coming up. That was a huge shot, and he, and he just survived that. That was just... Mind blowing that his heart and and uh, he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he wasn't he going? Was he going for a leg lock at the end of the <sighs> round? Oh yeah, yeah. He, he was looking for the leg. And uh, to Jorge's credit, he looked like he did his homework. What you know, he's very well rounded, Masvidal. Yes, but it's 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 a shame the way it ended, only because yeah. 
you know, we've seen, listen, you watch his fight with Conor McGregor, uh, Nate Diaz, and he's got, he got blasted too in that first round. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he went on, you've seen what he goes on to do in those later rounds. It's almost like it never happened. He's shown that before, that he shows that, that he could take a punishment and then next thing you know, the fourth and fifth round is the strongest rounds. So, right. And it's not like he didn't have a cut before. When, no. like that McGregor cut was almost identical. Yeah. So I, like, and, you know, if Bisbing can fight with one eye, let him fight with a little cut. Was he hurt as bad against McGregor, though? Because Masvidal was really pushing the pace of this fight, which Diaz is always the one applying pressure. And in this one, it seemed like he was hurt badly enough uh, where he wasn't, he was allowing Masvidal to kind of dictate the pace, which is almost never happens with Diaz. I, I thought it came a little bit, I thought it was a little bit back and forth. Every time you see Masvidal throw, like, those bombs of combinations, and they're just beautiful combinations. He got a little tired, and it's like Diaz can sense it. Then he starts kind of moving in, but it was always negated by Masvidal coming forward just a little bit to stop it. But when Diaz sees a little bit of a break in cardio, he just he just flop, throwing his hands out like, let's come on. Um, he, he, I just think he reads the ring so beautifully, and Masvidal... I mean, he's been a warrior since day one, so it was so great to see those two those two together throwing hands. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, look, the fact that it ended the way it did, when you see where the stitches were, I mean, that was a horrible cut. So, I mean, I almost yeah. understand why they ended it. It sucks. But the fact that it ended that way, it does open it up for a rematch because everybody wants to see what would have happened. So they can fight again, and I'm sure they will. But I would hope for Masvidal's sake that he, uh, I mean, Covington is fighting... Uh, 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 Usman and I, I kind of want to see uh, Masvidal take the uh, the winner of that. Yeah, I, and I, and you know the Gypsy King fought with that massive cut, and it was caused yeah. by uh, caused by a punch. And they know that if they would have stopped that, he would have lost the title, which is a not a great way to lose a title. So they let him fight right through that. And I think the demeanor of Diaz when the doctor came in to look at the eye, he was like, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. Let, just let me go. I'm good. There wasn't that moment of like, like, if that's a bad cut, maybe you should stop it. Kind of a vibe. He just yeah. kind of he, he pushed right through that. So it's tricky. And I, and I know, like, you don't want a guy's eye to fall out or anything. But just it was just such a great, great fight. Did you see the post fight interview when he was like, yo, the rock's on his side. He could get it too. Yeah. Did you see yeah. that shit? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. He was like, I know he's cheering for him. I know they're on the same side of town. I get it. Too funny. He, he had a nice Instagram with Roberto Duran. Uh, he said, that's the only one from the other side that I want to, everyone else can go fuck themselves. But he said, Roberto Duran is Duran. So he took a nice uh He gets a, nice a pass. Video. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if Tyson's going to pop in on Diaz if they do have a, a, a second fight. Because he called him out saying, you, you know, I, I, Tyson should be on my side over here. Let Rock be over there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, maybe it's, Tyson will. He seems to. I mean, he loves UFC. He used to go to the fights once in a while. So uh, maybe he will. Makes, it makes a little Especially more. if he gets called out like that by Diaz in a bad motherfucker title. I guarantee you he's going to show up. Yeah. What about the rest of the card? We were just talking about Steve and uh, Wonderboy Thompson. He looked phenomenal. He was so on point. And it was, it's so interesting to watch him fight. He, like, he has that, um, that relaxed up and down kind of jump that he moves side to side. And his angles, he, he just takes away so much um, body mass when he has that angle. I was surprised that he wasn't eating any leg kicks the way I, I think when that front leg is out like that. 
But but the way he moved totally negated that. He, and he did it for, for five rounds. It was incredible. Three. Uh, this three is a three-round three fight, rounds. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but I'm with you. But yeah, he yeah. has done it for five. Oh, uh, his yeah, cardio is just endless. I love his sidekick, man. He oh. More than once, he knocked him off his feet. Yeah, with that sidekick. powerful sidekick. I've never seen anybody. He's done that numerous times. Yes. I haven't seen anybody do it like that and, and as, as consistent as him. It's such an underused uh, underused tool, the sidekick. My wife, when she had a fight, I worked a lot with that shit. With a, I love the fucking sidekick. Why do they man. underuse it, do you think? I don't. I have no clue. I But I feel it is underused. Does it open you up for anything else? Does it make no, you more vulnerable I think, to something I, else? It's, it's pretty safe. It's safe at keeping the distance. That's why back in the day, or even now, like the old school guys with crazy jujitsu, they would do like a, a stop. Did we just lose him? The fuck just happened? No, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, they would do like that front kick to like the side kick to close the distance. But, uh, you know, Wonder Boy has that. And it's just, it's so safe when somebody's coming in and there's a lot of spinning techniques off of it. Uh, like if somebody, like if, for instance, Aljo has a great sidekick. And when he tried to use it with um, Jimmy Rivera, Jimmy went to like grab it and you let it fall. And there's that spinning back fist. Which I know so much about because I got caught with like twenty of them. It's all right. But anyway, it was new then. But uh, <laughs> but it's it's so fucking awesome. I I, yeah. I can't. Say, he's such and, a unique fighter, one the boy Thompson. Yeah, and, and to take on such a beast that was coming in, taking everybody out, and that confidence of yeah. of a young fighter coming in, and they don't know how to lose. Um, he you you just saw him sap those moments away from him that the kid hasn't experienced before that, and Wonder Boy has. I mean that that his kickboxing record is ridiculous. And, oh yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah. It's like fifty-seven and whatever. I know oh, he was yeah, undefeated in kickboxing. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking crazy. Also, uh, I thought that Darren Till. I was saying it was my favorite fight, but watching how well he he fought at that weight and watching how strong and big he looked. I mean, again, Gaslam's not a huge middleweight, but just to see him like just through strength, just stopping uh, Gaslam's ability to take him down was nice. Yeah, I had an interesting thing. When, when the fight started, the demeanor when he walked into the stadium and then they saw him in the back and then him walking out of the ring and then him in the ring was just so um, – I was on the edge of my seat just because he did not look like the normal chin – like him walking towards the ring with his chin down, he's always walked up with his chin up, looking at the crowd, really this confidence. And then when Gaslin came out, he was just pumped. And that first round – what I just, I just thought he till fought that first round strategically and a little little scared. Let me get this first round done. Let me just get through this and then I'm gonna start getting my legs. And then he started loosening up. It was just a really interesting um, look to till coming into the ring and then that first round. And he was clinching. I've never seen him clinch right off the bat like that. So it was just really interesting. Did you see um, Darren Till's post fight interview? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. Yeah. So honest. I actually told, told Jimmy before. I messaged him, and I'm like, dude, you are one honest motherfucker. I yeah. love it. And uh, he's saying that what a lot of fighters wouldn't. And he said exactly what you were talking about, how he wasn't confident. He was almost, he said he was thinking about faking an injury not to go out. The fact that it's he said crazy. that, I love it. I love that he said that, because it's yeah. so yeah. honest. It's so honest, and it, uh you know, a lot of fighters are feeling. Ex I know exactly what this dude's feeling, and right. and for him to say it, it takes more balls than anything. Sure, you know what I mean? Because that's very, because that shows the. I mean, that shows how secure he is with himself. And then look how he performed. Feeling, listen. At the end of the day, Alex, I'm sure you heard this. Being a boxer, yeah. what's the difference between a hero and a coward? 
Do you know this? What, the fear? Well, the difference between a hero and a coward, this is an old customato saying, and I don't want to butcher it, but he said there's no difference. Oh, okay, there's, yeah. There's no difference at all. They both feel the same thing inside. They're both afraid of getting hurt, both afraid of dying. It's what the coward doesn't do that makes him a coward. It's what the hero does that makes him a hero. Yeah, so, again, I hope I didn't butcher it too much, but they're both feeling the same thing inside. So he's feeling and, and it. Way, it's how, how he acted after that. That's right. And, and I, I think you pushing through adversity like that, I, I guarantee you that's probably one of the longest and grueling walks he's ever done to the cage in his career. Because I, that feeling yeah. when you're walking out, man, like everybody's around you, and then if you have doubt in your head, that's what grows. For him to push through that first round and just to get through that first round, then you see him just loosening up and his talent yeah. just starts flowing like water out of him. And it's such an interesting thing, the mind games that you can play of you know having a ton of confidence and then accepting the fear and moving through it. I think this... This is going to take him to another level of him pushing through like that because I don't think he's ever done that. I totally agree. And when you look at his last couple of fights coming off two uh, stoppages, I mean, he got stopped yeah. by uh, the yeah. former champ Woodley. Uh, Jorge put him out and back in, in front of his home crowd. He laid him out. I mean, he needed to win this fight. And now he's in a new weight class fighting, uh, you know, Kelvin, who just had a war with the champ. I mean, no one. I mean, it's normal to feel what he's feeling. What's not normal is how honest he was about it. Which, yeah. again, I can't say enough. And he he manned up. He he did what he had to do in these conditions. So that I can't That's wait right. to see what's next for him. And it's, his, it's very exciting. He destroyed yeah, totally Gaslam's leg too. Uh, you can tell Gaslam oh, was yeah. having a real problem with his leg, which was such a smart way to uh, I, to I, I approach him. I also thought that Gaslon, his his punch selection and and when the timing of his punch selections were were just so off. Like there was moments where he was perfectly on the inside to rip a, a hook and an uppercut and a little bit of an angle and, and I, he he wasn't doing that. He wasn't making his way in with some punches and he wasn't using his angles. It was just a weird um selection of punches at the times that he he chose that. Which he, he's so usually smooth with his punches and relaxed, and he's got beautiful combinations until just negated it all, and and slowly you saw it shifting through the rounds. And I thought it was just a, a, a amazing mind game fight, and for for Till to come out like that, looking as as amazing as ever. I think if he got a quick knockout, it wouldn't have done done him good. Right. I think this this is really gonna. Um, extend his career, if anything. It'd be interesting to see how uh, Till matches up against a guy who is a more natural middleweight, too, than Gastelum, who went up. Like a guy like uh, Uriah Hall. I'd like to see him fighting someone like that. It'd be a great fight, uh, Till against Uriah Hall, I'd love to see. Even though he fought... Uh, you know, Gastelum is pretty much is, is uh, almost as high up a ladder as you can go. Uh, it's hard to tell with Kelvin in there, because Kelvin's only a little taller than me, but he didn't look small in there, Darren. He looked... He looked- like no, Darren London. looked large. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I would like to see him match up yeah. against a more natural middleweight with, with the same reach, the same uh, the same size, uh, you know, leg distance, and just to see how that how that works out. It's so and fu- the strength <laughs> up against up against the cage. I thought he was just a great, just spinning off the back, and but it was that first round that yeah. you know him jumping into those clinches just to feel the canvas under him. Yeah. Not, don't eat anything just yet. Let me get let me get a little bit of a sweat on in here. Let me feel what it's like to be in here again. Um, it was just awesome. It was awesome to see somebody go through adversity like that mentally. I'll tell you, it was so electric in that uh, in that arena, and that fight got a little so- shit because I guess it wasn't as exciting as what happened early to some fights, which because it was an amazing card. But um, yeah. I thought, and we talked about this already. I, don't, uh, I thought Kevin Lee 
really did fucking phenomenal yeah. versus Gregor Gillespie, who was undefeated. And another guy coming off some tough fights, and now he's fighting an undefeated guy. Hey, man, you, no risk, no reward. He deserves what he... I'm glad Kevin Lee's back in the mix, man. Yeah, me too. I really am, because that, yeah. that was a huge I, risk to fight Gregor. I mean, with, with him being in the new camp, um, with... Uh, what, uh, what's his name again? Faraz. Faraz Sahabi, yes. yep. Yeah. And and the way he started out nice and low to negate the wrestling and mixing up the punches, like I I haven't seen Kevin Lowe come out come out of uh, for a fight that low and that kind of focused hands up. I thought he I thought the game plan was one of the best game plans of the card. Just the way he went about that first round and then caught him. Gillespie's no joke, man. He's yeah. a, he's a beast. He and was landing. He was landing was, also. He was landing also in that fight. Yeah. And, Absolutely, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful combination that that got Gillespie out of there. It was it's textbook. It's what you teach. Brutal. It was brutal. Hey, Alex, what are you yeah. promoting? By the way, we we want to yeah. promote whatever it is. I know uh, you were in the uh, this, the uh, feature uh, Freaks, which was out in September. I don't know why it's still on the prep sheet. Um, what else do we have well, for I you? I think it's it's it, it's hitting uh, DVDs in December. Oh, so, okay. Uh, people can can get to see it online. DVDs or cassettes, VHSs. How's that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's going to be online. Yeah. So I'm stoked about that. And I'm. Uh, they just started November first, uh, the series C for Apple Plus with uh, Jason Momoa, and I'm in that. Oh, you and, are okay. Uh, oh shit. Yeah. It, it was real. It's It's probably one of my proudest moments, <sighs> just because of the amazing makeup team. What's it about? And we. It it C is about. 600 years in the future, um, this, uh, the world has completely been reborn. So the greens are greens, the blues and blues. It's absolutely stunning. But uh, no one can see. There's no sight. And it's not like they lost their sight. It just hasn't been there for 600 years. So it's not even a thing. And then Jason Momoa has a family and two children are born with sight. And so everything goes from there to keep them safe. So you don't and, see. And uh, Part, no, yeah. So we had to go to blind camp for a few weeks, and it was really interesting. And then Jason Momoa and I had to do this fight scene where we're both blind. So to try to, to look like you're blind and not see a fits coming to your head <laughs> sometimes can be a little, a little sure. For research, did you study Blind Fury with um, Rutger Hauer? <laughs> it's a hard <laughs> no, fucking I movie. But I should have. Jerry, you know what that I know, movie? I know exactly. <laughs> Do you know what that movie is? It's a great. It's all. It's so bad. It's good. Where he's uh, he's got a sword. He's like a samurai. Did you see this movie? Oh, I saw it years ago. Rudger Howard is as a pimp as an actor, but when I saw him in that, I was like, "What's going on here?" I I but I gotta. I don't think it's gonna hold up because I think there's times when he's in a car and shit, but. Oh my goodness! What is it called? Yeah. Blind Fury? Is that what it's called? I don't know. But, I think it's called Blind Fury. I'm well, gonna, I'm gonna IMDb that one. So but bad, yeah, so, but yet so, so good. Yeah. So we did like we did blind camp, and then just trying to you know wrap our heads around the you know a, a post-apocalyptic type of world. Yeah. And it, I was really proud of how it turned out. Francis Lawrence directed it. Who directed The Hunger Games? He's one of the best directors out there. And. It was it was really great, and so awesome, and man. then I start Snowpiercer. I start shooting second season of Snowpiercer right away, so I'm stoked about that. Man, oh, you Snow, stay Snow, busy, man. Snowpiercer really... was a, a, sh a movie with fucking Captain America. What's his name? Chris, right. uh, Chris Evans. Right. Chris oh, Evans. so the, so now it's a it's a series now. Where is that? Now it's a TV. 
Jennifer Conley stars in it, oh. and we shot the first season. It airs in. Uh, we're already shooting the second season, so we're pretty stoked about it. Oh, that's so awesome! You're saying uh, Jennifer uh, Connelly from um, Labyrinth. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm putting some old movies out there. I want Dude, you to you check threw the old one out there. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man! By the way, before we let you go, you are right. Is Blind Fury uh, Terry O'Quinn from Lost? Yeah, that's is... Terry O'Quinn. <laughs> What a Terry O'Quinn is in that. Um, yeah, 1989. <laughs> you got oh, it's an 80s movie, all right. Well, yeah. I'm gonna. Well, I'll watch uh, C. I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, have I really know much about it. or Really want to see it, but now that I know you're in it, I'll definitely watch 100%, it. Hundred percent. You sold man. me on it. You're gonna dig it. Momoa kills it in this. Momoa kills it. Yeah. In this. And right, be- right before anything, how about that Walker fight? Oh, oh my God! Yeah, good for Corey Anderson. We were just right. talking about that, man. Yeah, that that Corey Anderson put it together, man, and. And it's just so unfortunate. Walker just wants to be like fooling around. Like, I don't yep. know if you see the replay, but yep. he like throws both hands up. And it's almost like he was looking where his fingers were when he when he was jo- like almost playing around. And that overhand right, he couldn't see because he was playing around too much. It, 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 he's talented, but Corey Sanders was there to work, not to play. Corey so Anderson, awesome. yeah. I, I mentioned that before, too, because, again, he got hurt uh, doing that thing after his last win, which was the the, the uh, backflip or whatever into the worm. Right. And then he's doing this where he was kind of clowning. So Corey Anderson was mocking him after he beat him, which doesn't yeah. seem like Corey's style, but I think he was like, this is what you get for, for well, not taking me seriously. I think Corey, wants to yeah. just ma- Corey wants to make a mark. You know? he, does. he wants to make his statement. Oh, and and he sense. did. He did make a statement. How- how about that uh, Canelo fight? I missed the Canelo fight. Yeah, I don't watch boxing. I You're the boxer. I don't trust. Where do you have MMA guys? It was so. Here's the interesting thing: is that Canelo. There's a picture of Canelo and uh, and Kovalov laying on their couches in the dressing room with their gloves on, waiting for the UFC it's to true. finish so they could start. That's how big mixed wow. martial arts is getting. That it's interrupting a card. Right? in one of the biggest fights of the year. That is insane to me. And I'm happy that with the biggest, one of the biggest fights of the year, it has those two guys in it. Two yeah. guys that deserve to headline. Yep. And they're getting, and the fans want it. And Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz, I hope they got a great payday. They deserve it because they're both real dudes. And yeah, uh, I'm sure they, they deserve well. that. Yeah, right I'm from sh- the bottom, right? Both of those guys. And it, it, it was just so great to watch. Yeah, Masvidal has 13 losses, and I think Diaz now has 12. I like the fact that these guys have both been around. They've both been on great streaks. They both had really tough fights. Uh, yeah, it was nice to see. It was a great card all around. When are you back in New York? When? Uh, I'm going to try to be there uh, December. Christmas is always amazing over there, and then we can you can choke me out. I'm right, back cool. the first week. I'm going to be gone the first week. I should tell you guys, too. I'm taking the family to Disney. Okay. I'll let everybody oh. know as you know. So yeah. I'll be in Disney the end of November. For December. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But just come here when I'm here, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm in, man. I would love to see you guys in person again. I love the fuck out of you guys. Thanks, I, can't, I, I can't choke anybody, but I'd be happy to grab a cocoa and see the tree. You want to you <laughs> grab my cocoa? <laughs> Just what? grabbing a hot cocoa and seeing the tree. That's, hey, what you do with, that's what you do when your friends come into the city. You have a cocoa and you go see the tree. All right. Listen, Alex, you're the best, man. You know, I, hey, I love talking MMA with you and everything else. You're so knowledgeable. You know what I mean? Thanks. Love talking Dude, thank to you. Thank you so much. I've been a fan of you guys for so long, so it's always an honor seeing you guys and being on here. You're Good talking to you, Alex. We'll t- uh, see you all again, man. Right, right? right, Thanks, bye, Alex. Buddy. Take care, bro. He's a pleasure, he's a, man. And he's a real he, fan he of fighting. He knows what the fuck he's talking he's about. He's great. 
Jimmy, so we're going to end now, but uh, it's so funny, Jimmy. So, you know, I got in okay to the city when I was leaving. Uh, it's a hit or a miss with Penn Station. You know that, Jimmy. Sure. So I'm getting there. So I had to take, I, I had to wait an hour for the next train. Wow. And, uh, you know, once you kind of get noticed by a fan, like, you know, they're cool. So it's been, it's an hour. So it's an hour. Me, I'm, I'm not being that guy, but I'm taking pictures. Right? Sure. And my wife, you know, she's, 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 she's nice. And, um, you know, she's off to the side and you don't want me to take the picture. So listen, so I'm taking pictures, Jimmy. And then of course there's always fucking, so there's a guy walking by this skinny. He looked like, you look a little deranged and what a little lid. He had a, like a 40 in his hand and a bottle in a bag. He's like, Oh, is that that UFC shit? That shit's garbage. It's garbage, she's telling, yelling, people are taking pictures with me. So I, I go, hey man, I go, yeah, I go, that, 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 keep walking, buddy, just keep walking. So he goes, yeah, I'm walking. So he guy started mouthing off. So all of a sudden, all the troops around, all the guys around, the people around me, the nice people in New York, dude, they, got, they love me, Jimmy. Of course I'm they one do. of them. All of a sudden, it's like, hey man, don't be disrespectful to Matt Sarah, man. Well, you better, wa every dude, I felt like Spidey when, and Spider-Man 1 when it's like, hey, man, you messed with Spider, you messed with New York. The worst part line in the whole fucking it's movie. It's terrible. It was right at the 9-11. It's a horrible line. It was the worst line. It stinks. But in the, it, it stunk. But, Jimmy, what didn't stink is that all of Penn Station was about to jump this fucking Did guy. Did he leave? Oh, he, he goes, yeah, I told him to take a walk. He goes, yeah, I'm walking. And everybody started jumping. Hey, man, you show respect to fucking... My wife thought got a kick out of it because all these fucking... I'm like, guys, it's okay, guy. I kind of calm the, calm the herd, you know? But uh, Was he a big guy? No, he was like a tall, just skinny a guy. But he was just a guy. Just a drunk. Just a dick, a dick drunk. What is that? That UFC shit? That stuff's garbage. It's garbage. I told him to take a walk. He started yeah. getting mouthy. Everybody's having fun. What are you doing? I, uh, Go away. They're about to rip him apart. Should have let them. I love. I love my New York. That's the difference between you and me. I love my New York. I would have said on the tracks with them. Jimmy, I had fun today. Me too. Want to get out of here? Do you anything you want? Well, there's no reason. I've had to in. urinate since before Israel called in. Jimmy, um, I'm going to be in uh, this weekend. I will ahead. be in North Carolina, the Comedy Zone in Charlotte. It's one of my favorite clubs. And then in two weeks, I'll be in Philadelphia at Helium, and then early December here at Caroline's in New York City. If you want to see me. Uh, come see my act. Well, I can see you right here. But listen yeah. to me. I everybody else should go see you though. Yes. I'm gonna be at Sarah BJ. People are like, yo, I, I don't. I saw the school, but I didn't. I didn't think you were actually there. What do you think I'm doing when I'm not fucking hanging out with my Jimmy Bird? I'm showing Camorras. I'm getting out of side control. So yeah, man. If you have, if you're in Long Island at my Levittown school, my Huntington school, SarahBJJ.com, come down and say hello to me. And uh, we will see you in a couple of days. Thank you, Israel. Thank you, Caitlin. And thank you, Alex, for coming on today. And thank you, Jimmy. And thank you, Matt. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support, anytime. 
You don't have to hide how you feel. 